Big news. This Wellness Couch podcast is proudly brought to you by the Wellness Summit, returning this year to Melbourne on August 17 and 18. Early bird tickets and all info at thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and it is the highlight of my week to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He is the incredible founder of Forage Cereal, the world's greatest chiropractor, naturopath, the rock star of wellness, the dead set legend, brother from another mother, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Oh, g'day, PC. What an unbelievable introduction. Thank you. You're too kind. It is always my greatest pleasure to be sharing time with you and recording another episode of 100 Not Out. I do love it. I talk about it all the time. And now it's the only podcast that I do. I talk about it all the time. So I used to have to split it 50-50. But yeah. uh, since the wellness guys uh, took retired. off to another planet, retired, um, was benched, we could speak about benching and retirement and injuries and all that sort of stuff, I suppose. Well, when, we it's time, um, when it's time to call time. Yes, it's time. Um, and it's not time for 100 Not Out at all, but it's been great just talking about 100 Not Out all the time. It means it feels like I'm in constant contact with you, which I love. Well, you know, I, I, was, I was actually uh, – you just said something before we hit record. You said, you know, things seem to be going well for you all the time or most of the time or whatever you said. And I was flat five minutes before our call. I was flat. I was a little bit of overwhelm. Um, I'm on a plane tomorrow to Melbourne. My beautiful wife's grandmother has passed away, age 93, yeah. and um, yeah. mommy is no longer with us, and we're off to Melbourne. So a bit like last uh, week when we were talking about the challenge of all of these public holidays, which are wonderful things, and uh, you got to squeeze five days of work into three days of work. As we record this, it's a Wednesday. And I am uh, racing to the finish line before it's um, full-on family time for the next few days. It's uh, it's a never-ending, never-ending adventure, isn't it? Life is that way. It is. It's um, it is. It's there's the perpetual kind of run of things. You know, a lot of people talk about Groundhog Day and they do the same in same thing day in day out, and it becomes a bit of a grind. And then you get thrown. You know, curly ones. So people passing. Obviously, I've had a few in the last few months. You've sure now got is. one. And, Tell you what, um, Easter, Easter. Not Easter. that we need to score it. But. No. Well, it's it's really just interesting. Easter is this. Um, this could get a bit deep and meaningful, woo woo. But uh, you said a couple of things in there. But Easter is this time of regeneration. There seems to be, and this is very politically incorrect of me to say, but there does seem to be a lot of birth and death around Easter. Like and not just that weekend, but in the couple of weeks before and the couple of weeks after. Um, yeah. I mean, we did we did far more, far too many podcasts than we would have liked about uh, death and people dying and all the rest of it. But For gee sure. whiz, like around the last month, it's just it's the world is. I don't know how you term it, but it is. Um, it just it. it, it blows my mind the whole when it rains it pours but you said something because my point earlier was i was flat and then i'm like i'm getting to talk to demo and i feel bright and bubbly again and it's amazing how quickly our moods or emotions can change like just hearing someone else's voice hearing your voice Uh the tone in your voice lifts me up um but then you mentioned (laughs) the term grind and groundhog day 
We've never done an episode yes. on this, so let's just talk about this, right? Because there seems okay. to be this politically or socially, um, socially, what's the word? Like, there's a paradox. People talk about in this whole entrepreneur space that you've got to enjoy the grind, and then there's this Groundhog Day <laughs> treadmill grind, which seems yeah. to be like dead boring and all of the rest of it, and. Like personally speaking, I don't have a foot in either camp. I'm like, you've got to be able to find the greatness in the grind, whatever your grind is. Like, I look at, I say poor Sarah, but I look at my wife at the moment who's like 30 odd weeks pregnant. She's got, she's so sore in her low back SI. She's hobbling around like she's just, she's just like, she just feels like it's hanging so low and she just feels like it's a grind. Like she's got parents. But as we always acknowledge ourselves and you and I talk about this and you're very good at saying like, these are great problems to have. So it's not a grind that, a grind that you don't want to do. And that's what I, I question and I'd love to know what you think. So many people bang on about grinds and hump, uh, hump days and groundhog days. But in many cases, like, how differently would we really, really want it? Like in truth, and I don't necessarily think we necessarily want it that different. Yeah, well, that's a great point. I think the grind is a way of, uh, I suppose, describing the things that feel tough and arduous and maybe are less enjoyable. You know, you've got to get them done. It's kind of just the process of life. It's the process of the things you've got to do. Isn't that where the muscle Some is people- made? Well, maybe it is where the muscle's made, but stress is kind of where muscle's made, and and so that's not really grind. I think grind is the stuff that has to get done in order to be there. So it's like driving to the gym or walking to the gym um, in the rain, but when you get to the gym, then you're doing something special. So that might be that's something a little bit different. You know, your grind is for me the stuff that's less enjoyable but still needs to be done. Um, that if you didn't do it, you couldn't experience all the other great things. So it's just the way, I suppose, of, yeah, of considering yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Th- those bits and pieces you got to get done. You know what I mean? Yes. So we know that we look at, let's look at you, beautiful Sarah. She's pregnant, carrying low, feels like, you know, everything's going to fall out on her, all that sort <laughs> yeah. of stuff. Um, you couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a ter- it must be a terrible thing. It must feel way worse than having a full bladder and a full bowel and still needing to be out at dinner and you can't pass wind. Like, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. It happens to be horrendous, but that's the grind. You know, the beautiful part of it is that she's pregnant. The most unbelievable thing will be that she has a baby at the end and uh, and then you get a chance to, you know, grow a human being. Um, so, uh, you know, the grind bits, I don't know about enjoying the grind. I think maybe that's more of a bit of rah-rah and that's kind of something that people might use to to have you change your, your thinking or to change your mindset around, you know, those things that just mm. have to get done. It's like paying taxes or it's like paying bills or it's it, it's those things that just kind of have to happen. And why, why do you have to enjoy that, you know? Can't you just go, oh, you know, this is the grind. This is just the grind. Yes. Uh, but if, I suppose if you keep it in, in your mind, you go, well, this is the grind. I've got to get it done. It doesn't mean you've got to enjoy it. It just it just acknowledges that it's something that just has to get done and so be it. It's like so, weeding the garden. I, yeah, if, I, if I go back a number of years to a time when I was weeding my front garden listening to a podcast about gardening, um, and why you wouldn't do gardening. I was listening to my two great mates on Inside the Champions. Mind oh, you'd be so proud of me these days. You'd be so proud of me. <laughs> well, the thing is that 
um, those things, whilst they could be considered to be, um, you know, menial or waste of time or whatever else, there's many of those things. A lot of people talk about just outsourcing those things that you don't enjoy doing. But some of those things um, you can. So, like, we outsource cleaning of the house. We get our house cleaned, um, which is nice. It's not too expensive. It's a couple of hundred dollars um, a month. Like, really, that's not too bad. And um, and and then we've got time to do other things in the house, you know, like entertain or hang out with friends or just read a book or watch some television or whatever else, stuff that kind of makes the grind seem insignificant. But this, you know, I don't know about outsourcing everything just to be productive, if that makes sense. Well, I'm just writing notes as you talk so beautifully here. We look at our parents, and you've spoken about this with your beautiful mum, Tess, and I know pretty much every single listener will talk about a parent or a grandparent and they have great respect for the fact that they grinded or ground or whatever the right term is through tough times. I've written notes down here about aerobic grinding versus anaerobic grinding. I'm thinking about your childhood and the like, like the, the, the grind where you have to drive to the gym. That's like an anaerobic grind. It's like short, sharp. You've got to get it done. But the aerobic grind yes. is like the Eddie JQ uh, working through the Holocaust for five years and then all of the life after that and, and, and working through all of that. Or the aerobic grind is, is Tess, your mum, not just working through um, a separation and a divorce, but the grind of raising children for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Um, yeah. You know, like that's a grind, right? But then yeah, the child has so much respect for the parent that that is it the word ground, but that was they they persisted. So I feel like society is far less inclined these da- these days to persist and grind than our parents or their parents. And I could be wrong. I could be ageist, and people uh, in my age group might go, "No, no, we grind." Um, but I tend to think that we forget how much power and respect there is in doing the hard things which aren't fashionable and yeah, they won't get you any brownie points. But I tend to think that that's where the success is, whether it's as a parent or a business owner or a health practitioner or a friend. It's when you're working through the tough times, not the easy times. And I just feel like we're a little bit easy time addicted at the moment. Well, I think you're right. And if we look at I suppose the highlights reels that everybody sees, you know, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or television, um, me on the radio, all those sorts of things, they're the highlight reels. And so people go, oh, you get to be on radio or, oh, you've had a TV show. Um, Or we look at Instagram and we go, oh, my gosh, you're having such a great time. And we look at Facebook and go, oh, I wish I was on a holiday as well. They're they're the highlights, but behind the scenes is the grind. Like how did you get to be doing Right. Yes. How'd you get to be doing television? How'd you get to, you know, go on a beautiful holiday like that or buy the car of your dreams? You know, those sorts of things. So um, we've got to grind. We have to grind. And in every successful person's life, they've ground. If we look at um, uh, Tommy Hafey, imagine mm. the grind that he went through in order to be 80 years old with a body of a 40-year-old. What about you know Sister what I mean? Madonna Buddha, the Iron Nut? Sister Madonna Buddha. Yep, yep. Jan Smith. Like you think about these people that have had to do things to grind in order to achieve and then we celebrate and go, oh, yeah, well done, congratulations, you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. But it's not just the climb of it. It's all of the grind to get there, you know what I mean? So I reckon um, that we are prepared to grind in areas of our lives that are really we feel passionate or inspired about. 
Like, you can't get me grinding on um, organizing Sarah's makeup and cosmetic shelf. Like, it just not gonna not gonna happen. Like, I could think of anything oh. more boring. Um, I but, can't imagine Sarah letting. You. No, precisely. But if you want me to, you know, to organize my bookshelf and in alphabetical order by title or author, or you know, do something for a wellness summit or an exceptional life blueprint, or you know, organize one hundred not out longevity experience to Icaria and and grind through stuff that I love. Then I think, like personally, it's so biased here, but I think if it, when you're grinding through things that you love, and I often ask you about Vita and how well it's going, and let's be honest, you're humble, but Vita is absolutely flying. But gee whiz, how much grinding takes place in order to make it fly? And the answer is <laughs> plenty. Yeah, heaps, heaps. And there's things that you grind and you go, oh, are we ever going to get there? We, like I had a bad game of golf today. I was grinding through that and going, are we ever going to get there? But a bad day of golf is, for many people, you know, better than a great day at work. So I, I celebrate that and I go, that's fantastic. Look at forage. Forage is a really difficult business to run, um, particularly in the climate that we're in and the locations that we're sold in. So it's very, very difficult. It's not like it's Coles and Woolworths. So I kind of think about that and I go, yes, that is a grind. And eventually, it will be really, really great. So those sorts of things, um, you've got to do it. But I don't think you've got to enjoy it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and you know, for our listeners that are kind of taking this in, I think the question is, what are you prepared to do the really hard work in and, and grind in? Like, you know, Damo loves golf. If you're, if you're having the worst day ever on the fifth hole, you'll still see it out to the 18th because you actually – even though you may not enjoy hole 6 to 18, you will actually grind your way through it where others, um, and there's plenty of stories of this, who are just, you know, going for a, an amateur golf day or they're just joining in because someone else told them to, they'll just they'll just go to the clubhouse after five holes if they're having a bad game and they won't even bother because it's kind of take it or leave it for them, you know, like it's not a big deal that they, that they finish yeah. it. But um, I think, you know, so many people are looking for, you know, what's the purpose of my life and what am I meant to do and all the rest of it. Well, if you think of the areas of your life that you're prepared to really struggle in, it's a tough word, but if you're really prepared to, um, you know, um, hang tough in, I think that's, that's, where, um, that's where your time is best spent. Yeah, I agree with you. And where do you reckon Groundhog Day kind of fits into this? You know, oh, kind of. Oh, don't get me started. You're pushing my buttons here. <laughs> no, I think I think it's worth talking about Groundhog Day because is Groundhog Day the lack of acknowledgement of the benefit of the grind? Do you think that's what that is? Is I mean, obviously we've got to do grind. It's part of what we've got to do. We don't have to enjoy grind, but do you think that the sensation or the the feeling as if it's Groundhog Day is just a lack of appreciation of the fruits of our labor yeah i think there's yeah i think you're i think you're maturing my view on this because my original answer would be that um someone that is really experiencing groundhog day is not enjoying because sarah has used this term when she's flat as attack and has had 30 minutes sleep because tommy's been trying to you know have booby juice all night and she's trying to get him off and she wakes up the next day she's like oh my gosh like it's groundhog day i've got to deal with all this you know just the stuff again then i can you say booby juice anymore? Yeah. I don't know. I can say whatever I can like. You? Yeah. Okay. Booby juice, booby juice, booby juice. Booby juice addiction, booby juice. Give me more, mummy. Give me more. We- give me more or else I'll kick you in the... Uh, that's, what she, that's what Tommy says. 
He he wants to keep people in the in the bees, the bees and the end. He wants to keep people in the balls and the nuts. He keeps on saying it. Oh, if you do this, I'll kick you in the nuts. I'm like, Tommy, you can't (laughs) say that, mate. I'm like, wow. Anyway, he's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, particularly when he's two, when he's like says it in a two year old voice. (laughs) He doesn't really know what he's saying, but. Um, so for me, I would tend to say, but I'm very happy to be wrong on this, that Groundhog Day, that terminology comes out when you're not enjoying your nine to five, let's say, and it's not to say that you aren't committed to it. It might be your best job ever, but you are not enjoying it at that time and it just feels like the same old, same old and it could be because you're dog tired and you can't see the joy in the sun rising and the rainbow and the smiling faces and the gift of being alive, like you're just so not in that place. Uh, but I think the other mm. place is where you've been doing a job for 5, 10 or 15 years. You can do it with your eyes closed. There's no challenge, no stimulation, no fulfillment because you feel like you've run out of challenges. You've, you've climbed to the top of the mountain. You've seen the sunrise and that's it. Then it does feel same old, same old. And then it's like, well, I don't think you have Groundhog Day when you've got a new challenge. I mean, you're older and wiser than me. You've taken on more projects in your life, but I'm sure we can both agree. Like I know at times when we had... Um, pure wisdom chiropractic, there were Groundhog Day times because I was like, it just feels very same, same. I know what I'm going to get. Yes, there'll be people and I can speak to them and all the rest of it. But a lot of the time in the last year or two before we left for Byron, I was like, you know, I could be doing something else with my life. And that's where I think Groundhog Day can serve you because it could be a clue that something else is on the horizon. Yeah, or that maybe something needs to be on the horizon. Maybe you need to shift your horizon. So instead of looking out west all the time, maybe you start to look out east. Maybe you've got to start to, you know, focus on something a little bit um, more inspiring. Yeah. And I don't think it's ever too late to do that either. You know what I mean? Like I think that oh, whilst cool. we might age limit ourselves and go, oh, I want to retire by 55 or I want to retire by 60, you know, oh, gosh, I can't do that because, you know, I, I want to retire by the time I'm 70 or 75. You you have the choice to uh to, to do whatever you want at whatever age or whatever stage, you know. So um, your Groundhog Day is really only um, a result of the decisions that you're making to stay in that Groundhog. Yeah, this is so good. I love this conversation. I was feeling a bit Groundhogish the other week, but really what I recognized was I was just so tired. Like I was finding it really um, difficult so, just no, to enjoy the simple that's things. Great. Great point. So, what a great point. Like, so at what point do you then sit back, or how do you sit back and analyze? Is this really groundhog? Am I depressed? Am I uninspired? Um, or am I am I just tired? Like, am I knackered? So, how, how would you do that, PC? Oh. I mean, you're the you're the master of an exceptional life, and, and I know that, um, and you've actually got a blueprint for it. So, I would love to know <laughs> um, where would we and how would we actually start to analyze ourselves to see whether or not we are being fulfilled um, or whether or not we're actually, um, you know, unfulfilled or whether we're just tired. How, well, how do we well you've, been, you've been the victim of some of my decisions because, gen- like, genuinely, like a month ago, and it was probably around when we were moving house as well, and I was just feeling flat. Like, And I think we podcasted it, just the emotional and mental exhaustion of moving house makes it difficult to see the wonder and beauty and other things in in your life um and i literally just started going to bed in the eights like i'd get the kids to sleep and i'd be like you know what i'm not going to stay up just because i can i'm just going to go to bed and so i'd start having 
nine, even nine and a half hours of sleep. And that was probably for two or three weeks. I only feel like I'm just really started to get out of it in the last week or so. But I think, you know, you probably talk about it in Cairo world, whether things are chronic or acute. I think some acute groundhogness is, is okay. I think if you just, but they can be signs and signals. If it gets chronic and you feel like you've been uh, down in the dumps for a long period of time, then I do think it is wise to take an audit on, on those eight areas of an exceptional life. you career and your movement and your social life and your nutrition, your relationships, your growth, your wealth and your spirit and really do the work to see where the symptoms of groundhogness live um, because otherwise if you don't, uh, they, it's not like they just disappear like we hope they do. They just they perpetuate and get bigger. Oh, great wisdom, PC. Great wisdom. So, the you, you, you need to do an audit. And so people would learn how to do this audit on their life and lifestyle if they attended the Exceptional Life Blueprint. Oh, you to me for them? a plug. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a plug because when this goes to air, yeah. I think it might be oh, just under two weeks. But, yes, this uh, Exceptional Life Blueprint Live returns to Byron Bay Saturday, Sunday, May 18 and 19 at the Byron Theatre. Nice. Tickets at uh, marcuspierce.com.au forward slash Byron Bay. I love the idea of doing an audit. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I do audits on my business. I do audits on, on on probably most things in my life, but I don't know if I've actually done an audit on my life. I think that's a really good idea. Oh, um, that's you. good, PC. Like what's, that? what's the date again? May 18 and 19 in the heart of Byron, in the main street. Oh, oh, the main oh, street geez. of Byron Bay. Oh, I might be able to get there. You know, you've presented oh, at ELB oh, Live. You were there for the Melbourne edition. Um, yeah. where our great colleague Tony Rose came to do an audit on his life. And um, I was thrilled that Tony came, particularly, you know what I loved about Tony Rose coming? And big shout out to the great Tony Rose, who many of us have known yeah. for many years. Tony Rose, who I've known for at least a decade, paid full price for the ticket. And often when you've got colleagues and friends, it's like, nah, just come be my guest, whatever. It's like, no, no, I'm paying. I want to, you know, full out, love your work, da 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 And I was like, gee whiz, Tony Rose, like... Big, big um, effort because I don't know about you, Damo, but uh, I love to just uh, bring the tribe together with some guest tickets um, when I can because I feel like we all do so much for each other in this industry. Um, yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, obviously, there'll be some people that will be thinking, You are the oh, giver of givers of givers. I do give a lot. I do give a lot of tickets away. You said a great example. Have you, have you got any, um, just before we wrap up, because obviously we're finishing this off, And um, but just before we do go, um, are there ways in which people can get uh, access to um, special amounts of tickets? So let's say, for example, they wanted to buy five tickets. Could they get that at a discount or can they, they buy two tickets? Could. They definitely could. There, there are... There are. Uh, don't ask me right now what the prices are. The regular price is two ninety seven. There is a discount at the moment, but if anyone wanted a, to do a group rate, I would just say uh, contact me the old fashioned way, Marcus at thewellnesscouch dot com. I'm not that great on social on Messenger, as you know, when you're at the football. I'm not that great on uh, Messenger, but I can be reached there. Just there might be a bit of a time delay. <laughs> but Marcus at thewellnesscouch dot com is the best way to find me. Thanks for the love, Damo. You don't have to do all this, but thanks for the shout out. Yeah, well, it wasn't heading there, but I just thought, well, you know, if we're talking Groundhog Day and we're talking um, the grind, it essentially it comes down to whether or not you're living an exceptional life. And, you know, you're the master of the exceptional life. So let's get people. I do love an it. audit. People I love an audit. Be it. Because mm. a lot of people mm. like to audit yeah. one department, you know, let's audit the sales area, like the finance or the health or the family, but all at once, the full company, full life. Uh, 
assessment is is um, top of mind. Um, all right, let's wrap this up because we could bang on about this for a long time. I love that this episode came came up so organically, and we could talk about it forever. <laughs> Um, I'm going to call yes. this episode Hump Day, Grind, Groundhog Day. I wonder how many times we said the word grind in this episode. I'm tipping like 200 <laughs> because I feel like it's all I've been saying. <laughs> and Groundhog. Um, yes. Anyway, um, it's been a pleasure and I've just loved listening to your wisdom on this, Damo. So, thanks again for your insights. For more info on Damo, head on over to DamienChristoph.com to learn uh, all about what Damo's up to. He is writing a book, which Damo, I'm going to keep on mentioning this publicly so that we get get this book and we can have our hands um, on it because I am going to buy that first copy. I'm paying you cold hard cash and I want to be <laughs> your very first reader and I'm going to keep on telling you until that book is published. So, for all about Damo, folks, head on over to DamienChristoph.com, myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. Uh, we are highly recommending that you join us in Ikaria in September this year. The registrations are about to close. It is coming up quick five months from now. We will have been gone and come back. So, I think there are three spots remaining. Head on over to 100notout.com to check Check out our 10-day longevity experience on the beautiful Greek island of Ikaria. Big shout-out to everyone that makes this podcast possible, Joseph Tomo, Rosie Garner, Cielo, and all of our wonderful listeners. Thanks again for your support of the podcast. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.